0: Well, hello, and welcome to Health Beat. Again, my name is Brian Hazelgren, and I'm your host for this podcast, and this is your Healthy Habits Zone. Grateful that you're able to join us again with a uh, fun and exciting episode on healthy habits and discussing health and wellness. Uh, once again, this show is all about healthy living. It's all about general well-being, and we definitely love to talk about tips and trends to help you find true balance in your life. Once again, think of this hot podcast really as your source for achieving optimal health, wealth, and balance in your life. As always, we definitely want to thank our sponsors, rx to live the prescription for life. rx to live is not only the fastest growing medical services and well-being franchise on the planet, rx to live is also on a mission to positively affect one million lives. We're also grateful for Heart Hill Marketing and the team of talented, dedicated, and highly skilled marketing professionals that are there to help you build your brand. But as always, we uh, certainly want to thank Heroes Media Group and C Suite Network Radio for the production and the distribution of this podcast. Well, like I said, uh, we're about um, we're all about talking about health and wellness. We're certainly. Uh, always interested in simplifying the process of finding well-being. And today, I thought we would talk just a little bit about five steps to simplifying wellness. Now, you've heard me talk about this before. I've talked about this on other shows. But wellness activities are key to making a wellness program successful. So you got to have some kind of an activity in order to make this work, whether you're doing this for your individual self, or for um, uh, your, your department, or if you're in a company and you're doing a wellness program or a well-being program company-wide, the next phase of this program after you've gotten started also has to be evaluated. So don't forget how important having a plan in place will be, but also how to evaluate and review your progress. So, you know, little disclaimer here, I'm sorry to report that you can't just send out a program, put it on autopilot, and hope for the best. We all know it doesn't work that way. So, a big part of wellness or well-being is attending to it and making sure that it's actually working. What that means is that you'll need to spend some time defining what success means for you, your employees, your business, and also measuring whether or not you've met your goals. That's a key important element. How do we measure what we're doing? And actually, why should we measure it? Well, I think that health and wellness or well-being overall should be a positive, empowering experience for you, for your employees, for anyone that's involved in the wellness activities and programs that you put together. But it can't be only about feeling better and looking better. You got to have more to it. There needs to be some hard data that's driving what you're doing. You gotta start measuring what you're doing. You've heard me talk about this before, that measuring pretty much everything in business is a good thing. Um, there needs to be a measuring tool to show you really how effective your program is, and you need to set a re- or actually see a return on your investment. So if you set those goals, you set the parameters, Now let's evaluate it after you get moving into whatever that activity is, whatever that program is. Just remember you're going to need or want to see a return on investment. So you'll also want to keep track of the data on a weekly basis. You'll need to set up the program in a way that makes really collecting this data fairly easy because the data that will tell you whether or not you're actually making a difference in your employees' lives will be right there in front of you now or, or in your own personal life. Now what I want to say also is that a lot of people think data can be an overwhelming word. So think of it more like just you're collecting information. Um, every wellness activity is telling you something about your program, whether you're doing a challenge with your employees, whether you have your own challenge internally in your own mind, you still need a way to not only participate in that, in that activity because your wellness program or your activity will tell you about you know, your success, but participation gives you an idea of how many people you're reaching. That's one thing that you want to have a data point about. It'll also show you what you're missing. Then you'll also want to receive feedback and suggestions from others in your company, in your department, even within your own family, to help give you an idea where some improvements can be made. I also want to look at um, different questions that may be coming in because once you get an idea of the attitudes of people surrounding you based on this wellness program, you'll be able to make some adjustments. So all of these areas are essential, in my opinion, figuring out whether or not it's working for you in your business and actually if you are making a difference. Sometimes that information you get from your program will literally tell you if you need to keep doing what you're doing or maybe make some adjustments, make some changes along the way and start to really dig down a little bit deeper and make it a better program. Other times, it just basically shows you that maybe a minor adjustment might be necessary in order to create more participation in your wellness program. So how do you simplify the process? Uh, That's one of the first questions we've got to ask ourselves. But also, how do we realize that you don't need an entire analytics team to track every progress or downfall of your program? You just need some definition. You just need a little bit of a solid plan to begin with, a plan that you can actually carry out. So I thought, let's talk about five simple steps. Let's talk about these, these steps. I wrote about these steps in my book. Uh, healthy Habits of Highly Productive Employees, and I want to I outline these for you if I could in just a few minutes that we have today. Step number one, you've heard me say this before, I'm still going to stand on the mountaintop and with a, hype, with a megaphone yell out that we need to set goals and objectives. And I'm going to also continue to say that if you don't have a goal, you won't know whether or not you've been successful. So, again, simplify it, but set measurable, attainable, and relevant goals that are also time-sensitive and have a start and end date. Uh, Some say that goals are another, uh, you know, other people say objectives, there, there, uh, there is a little bit of a difference there. So a goal is a broad primary outcome. A strategy is the approach that you take to achieve that goal. An objective is a measurable step that you take to achieve the strategy. And a tactic is a tool that you can use in pursuing an objective associated with a strategy. So there's kind of four things in there. But the more specific you can make it, the less people will have to uh, guess what what it is. And the last thing you want is people trying to guess or try to figure out what the objective of the wellness program is. So set goals and objectives up front. Number two, um, choose a tool. Now, (laughs) I'm not talking about some of the people you may dislike that you may call a tool in your company. (laughs) That's not what I'm referring to. Choosing a tool is really based on your goals because some tools will make more sense than others for you to measure your success. Here's what I mean by that. A software application or a software app that's catered to your needs or even maybe even a survey or a report that gives you some kind of a feedback to your team is a nice tool to have. We use that in our company. We have a great tool that uh, if you want to know more about, uh, send me, drop me a note. You can always drop me a note at, uh, at my name, at my email address, brian at brianhazelgren.com. And you can also learn more information about wellness and the programs that we have there on brianhazelgren.com. You can also check out rx2live.com. That's our company website, but, What I want to tell you about is our software app and how much easier this incredible tool has made our lives, not just within our company, but we also provide wellness programs for other companies and they use our software app. We've partnered with some amazing people who have created just an incredible tool for us to take out to the world that basically becomes an HR communication suite. This tool that we use literally has news feeds that go out m- many times during the day to our employees and to our franchisees. And also this can be used for any of our other clients. Uh, it has a way for people to recognize others. It's almost like an internal Facebook page that says, Hey, John did a great job in this particular project. I'm giving him a shout out. Everybody can see that other people can weigh in, give recognition to John as well. And we could even tie that to a cash reward. And then yet there's even an employee assistance program built into it with five different key areas that will help the employees learn more about family or work or money or life or how to have balance in their life. It's just an incredible tool. So don't forget that uh, we have an amazing application that you can look at. It's It's designed specifically for really any type of workplace wellness program. We even have challenges and competitions built into the app. We also have a health risk assessment built into the app. So, again, you can learn more about that if you want to go to my website, brianhazelgren.com. You'll also see a link on there for our uh, Rx2Live company uh, site as well. Okay, so number three, follow a schedule. So when you review and you evaluate – please understand that's not just a one-time thing. You you, you need to do this often. Sometimes I review our wellness goals and objectives daily. uh, And even sometimes several times a day, because this is literally an ongoing process. So set points along the way to monitor your program so that you can make whatever adjustments are necessary as you go along your way. And you should also check your results often. Uh, Not just once a year. I would suggest at least you do this uh, quarterly, but I'd rather you do this monthly. I've even got some companies that check their goals and objectives and their schedule uh, every, every day. So you can track that success uh, as a team, as an individual. Uh, you can also have a six-week challenge. We offer six-week challenges that are fun and uh, pretty, pretty significant to help re-energize the team to start thinking about wellness on a daily basis. So follow a schedule. Put the schedule together. That's number three. Number four, review, assess, and then discuss with your team some of the things that you have uncovered as you go along monitoring your well-being or your wellness program. And especially at the end of your program cycle, take a look at the data that you've gathered and find out what that data is telling you. Sit down with your team. Your wellness team, that those champions of well-being and wellness in your company, even in your family, sit down with those individuals and figure out exactly how your program is working, what adjustments you should be making. Again, how to make this program uh, run on all cylinders and make it an amazing program for you personally and for your employees. And what you'll start to see is a difference the program has actually made for your employees and your company, especially if you're tying well-being into your overall corporate strategy. Number five, uh, take action. That's the, our, our fifth step in developing uh, pretty much a, a, an amazing uh, program um, of simplifying your well-being your well-being program within your company. So take action. Collecting data and this information that we're going to be looking at isn't just a, you know, like a fun activity. In fact, some people may not feel like it's fun at all, but it is highly necessary and it's very valuable. Make sure that you, you can actually utilize this evaluation plan so that you can continue to make additional changes and upgrades and updates to your program and then evaluate, um, some of those forgotten steps that maybe people didn't want to take during the process, uh, didn't want to do an assessment along the way. Just to kind of basically what you're, you, what I want you to remember is that this should not be an intimidating part of your, your wellness program. Shouldn't be intimidating whatsoever. Your evaluation plan basically needs to be the, the thought that you have um, and the action that you take to make your program really useful. now let me s- speak a little bit about a few extra things here in your plan that will be helpful. So obviously, the bare essentials are really all you need to work f- to make uh, to make your pro- uh, excuse me your wellness program work. But there are some extra things that can really turn this up a whole lot better, brighter, bigger. Um, and even turn your program, your well-being program, into something that is truly awesome and people want to participate in. So we're wanting to drive more participation. We want to get people off their seats. We want to get people moving. We want them to, uh, you know, have take the time and be motivated to have the essential plans in place and, and whatever they can do to follow to have this, wellness program actually working for them individually. And then we can also tie some of these other areas, these extra areas um, that might be helpful into some fun parts and pieces of your wellness program. So here's the first one, rewards and perks. You know, we've, uh, we've given away cash awards. We've given away trips. We've uh, gotten our uh, people and our clients to be fired up about and being Uh, participants in the wellness program, but a great place to really spend some additional resources that you have is on rewards and perks. Almost any wellness activity can be developed into a challenge. We have step challenges. We have weight loss challenges. We have what we call our I Matter Challenge. It has 19 different things that the individuals can earn points on, there's several things you can do to come up with a a meaningful challenge within your company and measure the data and also get people uh, fired up about it and participate more. So we've seen that it's become highly successful, but don't be afraid to invest into the prizes that people actually really want. We've, we've done many of these things. We even have a little uh, challenge coin uh, like the, we like is offered in the military. This challenge coin is really a, a, a memorable little coin, two-sided coin, metal coin. It's kind of, it's oversized and it's to show those individuals that who, that participated in the challenge. And it's a great reminder for them to stay fit later on. So have some rewards and perks available, kind of go crazy with that, have a little bit of fun with it. And then also make sure that you have the next one that's communication tools and different communication styles that you can mold for yourself. So the first one in these extras is the rewards and perks. The second one is communication tools. You can invest into communication tools for your wellness program, like a simple online portal uh, to give information or to download the documents. Obviously, you're going to want to have social media engaged. If you have our app in your company, which is very affordable, very inexpensive, you can push all the data down through your own very own app uh, and have provide the news feeds within your company to every employee. But don't forget about the rest of social media that's out there and different chat groups that is, uh, that are available to you as well. So always use communication tools. Email of course is probably one of the most easiest and convenient ways to do that. And then texting to remind individuals uh, to communicate with one another on how they're progressing in the well being program. We've also uh, taken this a step further. This is another area we call it community partnerships. And what I want you to remember with this particular area is to partner up with local community groups and businesses to bring really good deals to your employees. Even seek out different relationships with maybe a local water company, someone that can provide water bottles, or a gym where you can have. Uh, Nice little competitions and even discounts provided for your employees. Work with a local nutritionist, a fitness coach, maybe even a yoga studio. And even work with companies that can provide different perks and benefits for your employees within the well-being program to make it more fun. So we call that, once again, we call that reaching out to the community or the community partnerships. This next one here that I want to talk to you about is really about um, planning more well-being activities. So once you begin with a solid wellness program, the employees are going to want to continue with it. You'll watch this happen. We, we watched this happen with a large client who had 18% participation in their wellness program. They have 55,000 employees. We actually asked the, um, the uh, management team, the leadership team, to take a different look of wellness and well-being and how we can literally not only increase participation if they were to buy into it but we'll also increase productivity and reduce their healthcare expenses and their claims costs. They bought into it. They started pushing it down through the ranks. That 18% went to 30%. It went to 40%. By the time we were finished in 18 months, participation in the wellness program was 83%. That's huge. Not only is it huge for participation numbers and checking the data like we've talked about, it's also huge for the company to save money and increase productivity. It was awesome. So especially if you're giving, you know, rewards out to your employees, brainstorm on how you can make this work better for your employee base or for your family and ask some of the past participants and maybe another wellness program to help you come up with better ideas of making your program even better. Last thing we'll cover here today is ongoing support. You know that uh, continuous monitoring obviously is a time-consuming exercise. Well, unless you have a really good software app like our app, so, sorry for the selfless plug, <laughs> but you could have uh, a great software program checking the data for you and spitting out the information that you're going to want to see if you're really getting truly a return on your investment. Anyway, it's helpful to have ongoing support and outside resources. so if you can, consider hiring a designated wellness coordinator, or at least find a champion within your company that can push this forward, that can be excited about well-being and wellness, and better health for uh, the employees in the company, and also increasing participation. So employee wellness or well-being isn't just reserved for the corporate giants. Those large companies usually do some pretty great things, but there's also some ways that can be improved. Uh, We all know that, and corporate wellness can work for smaller companies, if you focus on participation and the essentials and the perks and the benefits and the uh, having new and innovative and fun activities and ways to recognize others and also show people why it's important to be participating. So if you build up a solid foundation for your program and then tailor it to the needs of your workforce, to your employees, or again, outside of the workforce, to your family, you can accomplish that and you can You can obviously create some amazing competitions. You can have a lot of fun with this, with this well-being program. We do want you to have the right tools uh, in your hands. You can always have uh, that available to you at a very, very inexpensive uh, cost. Let me know if you want to know more about that. You can always get a copy of my latest book, Healthy Habits of Highly Productive Employees. You can find that on my website at brianhazelgren.com. You can also find it out on Amazon along with maybe the other 13 books that I've written. Um, if you'd like a personal autographed copy of Healthy Habits, then just let me know and we'll get, uh, we'll get you that sent to you as well. I want to thank you again for tuning in to Beat, your Healthy Habits Zone. Again, my name is Brian Hazelgren. I'm going to sign off for now, but there's more to come. There's more tips. There's more, more innovative ideas. We've got some amazing guests coming up in some of the future episodes. And, of course, we have healthy services and products that will allow you to find your optimal level of health, wealth, and balance. I want to thank again Heroes Media Group and C-Suite Network Radio for the production and distribution of this podcast. And, of course, a huge thank you again to rx to live and Ardeal Marketing. Um, Thank you again for tuning in. Make it a great day.